0: Welcome to Keeping Secrets, I'm Virkoto. Koto. Keeping Secrets is a web series produced by Dating Kinky about the intersection of kink and privacy. In this series, we'll be talking about the hidden dangers, hidden allies, and practical steps you can take to protect yourself and your community. We give you the information and tools to make informed decisions that are right for you. These webinars are recorded live and then released as a podcast. So if you're interested in participating and you're comfortable sharing, you can join us for questions, just like these amazing people are doing here tonight. I'm your host, Vir Koto. I'm a geek, a kinkster, and a privacy advocate. You can check out my website at virkoto.com. You can email me at at virkoto.com, or I'm on FetLife as virkoto, all one word. The opinions expressed in this series are my own. Your mileage may vary and consult your doctor if after taking my advice, you have an erection that lasts more than four hours. Tonight, we're gonna be talking about some difficult topics. We'll be talking about how to handle it when someone posts revenge porn, um, and revenge porn is, is intimate photos or videos of you online. Uh, and they're posted in a public way without your consent, um, almost always in an attempt to harm you. We'll uh, also be talking about doxing. Doxing comes from the term dropping dox, and it means to reveal personal information about you. Um, that can be your physical address, financial statements, health records, um, you know, purchase records um, or other information. And we'll be talking about outing, which is to reveal information about someone's sexuality or kink or other aspects of their personal life without their consent. All three of these are forms of of online abuse, also called cyber violence. Um, Online abuse can and does happen to people of all ages and can have devastating consequences including long-term psychological damage or even suicide. These topics that we're gonna be discussing tonight may be difficult for some people. And so if you're one of those people, um, please engage in self-care, whatever that might mean for you, uh, including that if you need to turn this off, that's okay. Um, You know, if you're here live and this is a little too difficult because it brings up don't worry, Um, this is recorded. And um, you can, if you want to come back to the recording, if you're listening to this recording, um, and it's too difficult, that's okay. Turn it off. If you want to come back, you can always come back to it. But um, when we're talking about such serious topics, let's, um, you know, just take care of yourself first. Um, With that, on this series, we usually start off the the this, the topic of the night talking about why, why we're discussing um, the topic of the evening. I think for people in the kink and BDSM community, we're at greater risk for um, revenge porn, um, doxing and outing um, both because obviously our activities, but also because so many people in this community are also members of other minorities, um, for example, um, people who might be uh, non-heteronormative. So maybe they are, um, you know, they have a, a non-non-heterosexual sexual orientation, or uh, their gender identity or presentation may be non-normative. Um, also, racism and other forms of hate and prejudice, and as well as the fact that uh, women. Um, are far more likely to be the subject of this kind of abuse as our young people, as our queer folks. So here we have a, a, a really awful mix of factors that can lead to, to terrible abuse. So um, we're going to be talking about some pretty deep, dark, and disturbing stuff. Uh, maybe the ultimate a violation of our privacy, and having that done in maybe the worst possible way by having photos of videos of us posted online, or having our name or address posted online, and often this can come from someone that we were close to, maybe a romantic or sexual partner. So uh, as to the question of why, because we're talking about this because we're all at risk, um, at least to some degree of our personal information um, or, our, or our personal data being used to harm us. And again, even those of us who um, are out, maybe we're entirely out and everyone in the world knows that we're kinky. Um, even those people I think wouldn't necessarily want certain photos or certain private information being posted online um, without our consent. So every time I start uh, one of these webinars, um, I say the words, hidden dangers, hidden allies and practical steps. And in the what year and a half or so of this series, we've talked a lot about the hidden dangers. And um, that's because we focus on prevention tonight we're going to go past prevention and we're going to assume that something bad has happened and because of that we're not really going to focus on the hidden dangers so much but we are going to focus on the hidden allies and the practical steps so we're going to assume at this point that um, someone has already posted this information Um, there's plenty of other resources that we've done and we will do in the future about prevention, but we're really going to be focusing on the the after effect. And because of that, I don't want to focus on the hidden dangers. The danger is already out. We're going to focus on uh, where we go from there. And the biggest part of that, I think, is the emotional. Um, I think the emotional impact of cyber abuse, cyber violence, online abuse, however we want to call it, can't be overstated. Human beings are social creatures and when we're bullied, or abused online in any other way, it can lead to a number of very intense or severe effects. And that's even more so if someone has been abused or even bullied as a child, or may have a predisposition to mental health challenges. And sadly, that covers a great many of us. Um, Because of that, uh, let's spend some time talking about the psychology or the psychological effects of cyber violence specifically what a victim of cyber violence or online abuse needs to hear and thinking about resources that you have available to you. I think uh, the most important message and if you take nothing else from tonight the one thing I hope you take from this webinar is that you are not alone. You are not the only person that this has happened to and, and but moreover You don't need to be alone in handling the situation. If you're lucky enough to be watching this before, uh, some kind of, uh, online abuse has happened to you, then it's a good time to note the people in your life who you can talk to and connect with who you can rely on in a hard time. Foster those connections, stay in contact with good, healthy people in your life and even consider listing their names somewhere that, so if something awful does happen, it's one less thing to think about. And we'll be talking about organizational allies that can help you uh, later on in in the uh, presentation. Second thing I'd like to tell you and make sure that you all know is that you are not at fault. In a 2017 poll, a university survey showed that one out of five people had a sexually explicit or nude photo distributed of them distributed without their consent. And that it was usually done by either a current or a, for, or a former partner. Um, and those were university students um, for the most part. For kinksters who are used to sharing sexually explicit images of themselves online, for example, on FetLife or other sites, the risk can be even greater and many people have had their online content stolen and posted elsewhere without their permission. On this series, we often talk about preventative measures that you can use to protect your privacy, but I wanna state unequivocally, unequivocally, (laughs) pardon, that revenge porn is wrong and that if you're a victim of it, you're not at fault, period. So let's talk about your self-care plan. Um, When something like this happens, it's traumatic. You might feel scared, hurt, angry, lonely, defeated, embarrassed, vulnerable, or a host of other feelings. Your biggest ally here is yourself and your plan. That way, if something does happen, you know what to do. And that's one less thing to worry about because you've thought of it already and you have the support. Of uh, that you need from the biggest expert, you know, which is you, you can focus on getting uh, better and recovering. And I know that, that some of the stuff that I'm saying might seem corny, um, maybe to some people, but I promise you that it's not. Um, I have volunteered on a crisis hotline and I've talked to many people who were thinking about suicide. And you'd be shocked at just how many of them I could talk through, given the right safety plan. And usually that safety plan wasn't very intense or very complicated. It was stuff like taking a bath, spending time with a pet, spending time with loved ones, or just watching Netflix. It's because when we're in crisis, our brains are so panicked, that it can be hard to remember the little things that give us joy and help us feel normal again. And for kinksters, a lot of us already have a safety plan like this for when we have drop. And it can be a lot of those same feelings um, for folks who have had drop, you know what I'm talking about. And I know that when I have drop, um, it's a lot of feeling extremely sad or scared or dead inside. And having that self-care plan ready for me, even as a male and as a top, is a part of a service that I provide myself. So what I'm saying here is that having an emergency plan or a safety plan or a self-care plan is important. And the most important part of that plan is finding your biggest allies. And that includes, and it must include yourself. And so, continuing my theme of help, I suggest that if you can, you find a therapist to help you through this. When you've gone through this, it's it's an incredibly difficult, painful time, and a therapist can have tools to help you navigate these feelings and challenges that can come that come along with this kind of violation. Um That said, this is the last slide I have on mental health suggestions. And we're going to move on. But if you have any other questions about mental health and this and revenge porn outing or doxing, you know, please post them in the chat. Um, I'm not going to get to the chat while we are while I'm presenting, but after the chat, um, uh, we'll be doing Q and A, and I'm happy to see when folks are chatting, um, on you know, responding, asking questions of each other, etc. Uh, so please uh, be sure to use that. So, now that we've talked about mental health, let's talk about the legal situation. The legalities around revenge porn and doxing vary depending on where you live. Revenge porn is illegal in most of the United States, and it's fully illegal in Canada. Depending on where you live in the U.S., it might be a misdemeanor or it might be a felony. Um, And again, not all states um, have anti-doxing laws, but um, mo- many do, and it it varies. Um, sorry, those are revenge porn laws, not doxing. Doxing is a little more complicated. In the United States, Canada, and the UK, doxing is illegal as a form of, as a form of harassment. So while distributing factual information is not illegal. Uh, despite it being a a breach of privacy, it's generally understood to be a form of harassment, and that's what makes it illegal. Uh, Nonetheless, like many forms of abuse, it is sadly rare to see these types of crimes prosecuted, often due to disinterest or hesitant by a prosecutor, and a lot of times because the victim will need to be engaged in a long, drawn-out legal process with them in the spotlight, and often that's exactly the opposite of what they wanted in the first place. And also often in order to prosecute um, the very material that was um, was leaked or you know shared without consent will need to be presented at trial. So we'll be talking about some resources that offer legal help to, for victims. If you are now or do become a victim, it goes without saying that the the decision to take legal action is a difficult one and that there's no single right answer for everyone. Meaning that if you decide that you want to go to the police or, you know, push for prosecution, that's, um, that is a great decision. But if you decide not to, there's no shame in that you need to do what's right for you. So let's talk about some practical steps and allies. That's going to be most of this presentation tonight. Um, we're going to go into the practical steps um, in in what you can do if you're the victim, um, and that's mostly going to be talking about some nonprofits that you can turn to, um, or other steps that you can use to um, to take care of primarily uh, revenge porn, but some of this will also include doxing, and I think we'll get a lot more questions. Uh, or get a little deeper into this in the Q&A. So I'm gonna start by saying that while I'm gonna be talking about resources and allies, there's no single one simple process that you can can use. Um, I think each of these organizations that I'll be talking about will be able to help you in different ways. Um, a lot of um, the organizations that I'll be discussing are, are what I'm going to call hidden allies because you've probably never heard of them, um, but that they're here to help you. Uh, the first uh, ally that I'm ally organization uh, that I'll be talking about is the Cyber Civil Civil Rights Initiative. They're a U.S.-based nonprofit focusing on combating online abuse. They have a number of services for victims. Uh, They have guides, they have a helpline, they have um, other services as well. Um, They also do, um, I believe they do some lobbying or at least some communication with lawmakers to try to advocate for for victims' rights. Uh, They Oh, in addition, they also do research, I should mention, um, understanding the issue of online abuse And they use that research when talking to legislators about the changes, uh, sorry, about uh, changes in laws that they would like to see. So if you're in the United States, um, this is probably the first place that I would go uh, if I were the victim of, of one of these crimes. So Without My Consent is another organization founded to help victims of online abuse They have a ton of guides on their website, including forms and templates that you can use to do things like uh, using legal tools to force websites to remove the offending material about you. They're a great resource for being empowered in taking action and getting your information removed quickly. Um, This is a, a, a really great website and Um, I actually recommend checking out all these websites, but I specifically think that Without My Consent has some amazing forms. Um, And just guiding you through that process of what you need to file or understanding the frameworks of what you need to file is where I think they really shine. The next one is the Crash Override Network. The Crash uh, Override Network is a website with resources and guides to help people who have been the victims of online abuse. They have a number of resources on their website. They also used to have a hotline, um, but sadly they had to take it down due to overwhelming need. So their hotline was so popular that they couldn't keep the hotline going. Um, Nonetheless, their website has a really great number of resources and links for help um, so again um, I recommend checking them out um, even if you are you have not been the victim this can really be a good way of understanding what that process might look like um, if that, that becomes something that happens to you the UK review BenchPorn Helpline uh, offers similar services to the United States based cyber civil rights initiative, including that they also have a helpline or they can help you by email. Um, They also have articles, research and links. Um, And I think for folks in the UK, they can also point you to more uh, UK based based resources. So um, again, if if I was the United Kingdom, this would be my, my first stop. And I'm gonna be focusing on English language resources because that's really where a vast majority of the the viewership or participation is from. It's from United States, Canada, and the UK. Uh, The Badass Army is another website dedicated to people who are victims of online abuse, uh, again, specifically revenge porn. Um, I recommend checking them out, but I'm gonna say that they are They don't have quite as many resources as the other websites that I've managed, but, you know, sometimes it's any information is worth something. So I definitely think you should check them out, but the other ones may be a little bit more practical. Uh, Tech without violence. Tech without violence is a Canadian website providing resources to people who have experienced gender-based online violence or harassment. They have guides for various social media sites on getting your information removed. They have lists of various resources um, and they really shine at the mental health resources. So um, this is often frankly ignored by many guides, but you know, getting through the emotional component of, um, of one of these incidents. as I said, it's such an important component. And so they they list a whole bunch of mental health resources, um, including um, women's resources, LGBTQ plus resources, and others. Um, So they're really great. And they're they're based uh, in Canada. Then let's talk a little bit about Delete Me. Delete Me is a website focused on removing your personal data from the internet. it's a little bit less focused on revenge porn and a little bit more focused on doxing and reputational attacks. Uh, that would include um, outing. Uh, Delete.me offers a free guide on how to remove your information by contacting the various websites and data brokers. And um, the great thing about their guide is that they walk you through exactly what the steps that you need to take uh, are. And they also offer a commercial services where they will monitor and try to remove your data for you. So essentially, what they're offering is here's the guide on how to do it yourself. And if you'd like us to do it for a fee, they'll do that as well. Um, They're not the only commercial service that offers a removal. Um, But what I like about them, aside from their cost, is that they offer this guide. So a lot of these reputational services, and I'm not really going to talk about the others. There are so many of them. Um, But most of them just say, oh, we do all this work for you. But Delete Me puts out this guide where they say, look, here's how you can do this work yourself. Here's what it would entail. And we're going to offer you the same service. And I I think that's really, I, I really like that. I really like when, a company respects you enough and makes it very clear what they're doing for you. Um, And on that note, let's talk a little bit about Privacy Duck, which uh, was one of those commercial services providing uh, removal. They were actually one of the original services in the privacy removal space, and they used to charge uh, $1,000 for their VIP service. Unfortunately, Uh, Their founder and CEO died of COVID complications, and since then, the service has shut down. Uh, I wanted to mention them, though, because they represent a class of service that does exist for people who can afford it, Um, and these services will essentially do the same things that you can do in the guides, but they'll do it for you, um, you know, for for a fee, and it's not usually very cheap, um, but they will do it. And I'm of two minds on recommending a commercial service. And I haven't reviewed any of these commercial services, so I'm not going to be making a specific recommendation. Um, But in terms of recommending that you use a commercial service, again, I'm, I'm of two minds. On one hand, nothing that these services offer is something that you couldn't do yourself. So... They can't do anything that you couldn't also do by following some of these guides. At the same time, depending on the form of abuse that you've experienced and your financial situation, paying a large sum of money to have someone else take care of the situation might be money well spent. Um, So if you have enough money that you can pay someone a thousand dollars and that will save you you know hours and hours and hours of work and grief and pain um maybe that's worth it to you Um, obviously that's a very personal decision based on so many different factors so i can't i can't make that choice for you but i do want you to know that it's there and there are services um, and you can go online and search for you know reputational services removal services etc and um, there are so, so many of them out there, I, I can't really uh, make an individual recommendation. Um, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about copyright and takedown notices, uh, and that includes the DMC, a DMCA notice um, or a notice regime. Um, it's one of the more powerful tools that you have to remove your data. Uh, and that's especially in regards to revenge porn. If a photo was taken by you, so it's a selfie, then you can use copyright to assert ownership of that photo or video and have it removed. But the important part of that is it doesn't just need to be of you, but you need to have taken it or and or your camera needs to be the one in use. Um, and what happens is it, it's under your copyright. By the way, I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. Uh, But in the U.S., if you can assert copyright on a work, then you can have it removed. Um, And then that in the United States is called a DMCA takedown notice. Uh, In Canada and and in the U.K., it's called the notice and notice regime, which is a very strange title. But it works in a very similar, although not entirely identical way. Um, And you can go and look up um, how this all works online or um, I'm going to suggest that if you go down this route, you may want to work with an attorney, which is going to be my last uh, piece of very practical advice before we go into uh, Q&A. So my last practical advice is that if you can afford to do so, you may want to talk to an attorney who can help you navigate the various legal avenues for you and help you through this process. Uh, Many or all the forms you need to fill out can be filled out by you that includes these DMCA takedown notices, um, or they can be t- they can be done by one of these commercial services. Um, but an attorney may have additional information, or ideas, or resources that you may not have access to. So if you are able to afford it, it may be worthwhile to take uh, some of these responsibilities again off your plate and um, and use that. Um, using an attorney's service. And and I, you know, I'm always, again, very nervous about recommending these things. Um, Obviously not everyone can afford this, but if you can, I am of the personal mind that if you can afford it, um, anything you can do to reduce your need to get involved in your own abuse is a good thing. So we'll talk about prevention just very, very briefly. Uh, A vast majority of what we talk about on this series is prevention. And we can't go uh, over all of it um, tonight, but in general terms, some thoughts are, uh, be careful about what you post, um, where you post it, and for prevention uh, from revenge porn by one's partners, be really thoughtful about your personal devices. Um, and be thoughtful about just giving them to other people. So, you know, if someone says, hey, can I have your phone? Consider that. Consider whether you want to give them your phone, and you know, instead say, "Oh, can I just do this for you?" Or consider applications that lock your photos or lock your videos, for example. And, and they do exist. And, and maybe that's a, a topic that people here would be interested in for a future episode. If you're interested in that, let me know in the in the chat because um, i think that would be it would be good to know if people would like some some more uh, practical steps in preventing uh, abuse of your phone or your computer um, in addition to to just handing someone your device um, be really thoughtful about giving away passwords um, if someone asks for your password to get into your email maybe maybe you don't do that or maybe you don't just log in and let someone have access to your email or your social media. Um, And if you do give away your password, um, we we did an entire uh, webinar on passwords and other login type things. Um, Please use different passwords on different sites. So don't have the one password that locks, uh, that unlocks everything. Um, And if you can use two-factor authentication, and we talked a lot about, uh, two-factor authentication again on our um, our episode about that. So um, I'm not going to go over it all, but just some very, very simple guidelines. Um, be thoughtful about handing your device. Be thoughtful about, you know, giving someone your password, staying logged in, et cetera. So some concluding thoughts. Um, it's easy to get overwhelmed when you're the victim of online abuse or cyber violence, but that's why we have this series. It's not just for prevention, but as a resource for when and if uh, the stuff hits the fan. I can't promise you that if you're the victim, everything will be okay. Um, Nothing in life is certain. But what I can say is that if you're the victim of cyber violence, you can get through it and that you're not alone. So um, with that, I'm going to uh, give a word from our sponsor and then I'm going to, uh, take questions. Um, I'm going to go through the chat and uh, take questions that have come up and, uh, yeah. And uh, before I, before I do that, I just want to also say for folks who are leaving the next webinar, which will be in July, will be all about, uh, joining, uh, the convention circuit. So there's a lot of kinky conventions, a lot of fun activities happening. So how can you maintain your privacy while you're going to these uh, conventions? We're gonna talk all about that. What expectations you should have, very basic uh, privacy things you can do, having a scene name, um, you know, what information you should and should not be expected to give, questions you can be asking these event organizers, et cetera. So uh, join us, that'll actually be on July 4th, uh, which is American Independence Day. Um, so join us, um, if you can for that, it'll be, I think it'll be a good time, but before that, the most important part of our show, a word from our sponsor dating kinky, uh, this series keeping secrets wouldn't be possible without the support of dating kinky. They have been incredibly supportive to me in helping get this information out to you. And so now I'm going to talk to you about their offering dating kinky plus and why I think it's a great deal. If you're here listening to me, presumably you care about kink education, whether that's the series on privacy, whether that's learning BDSM skills, like rope and flogging and fire play, needles and hypno, or it's soft skills like how to be a better dominant or be a better submissive or relationship skills or non-monogamy skills or more. If you do care about this kind of material uh, or you wanna learn more, that's where Dating Kinky Plus comes in. Dating Kinky has a ton of webinars, just like this one, that you can watch or listen to. Their library of kink educational material has, well, I I said 400 uh, is what I have written down as a note, but I think it's far more than that now. At least 400 hours of material on so many topics, like being a newbie in the scene, power exchange, communication, non-monogamy, mental health, as well as this series on privacy. Uh, Joining Dating Kinky Plus also gives you access to books like The Big Book of Ass, FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge, and Next Stop, O-Town. You'll also get access to additional features in the Dating Kinky Plus app so you can find someone to connect with. All of this and other amazing content Uh, With all of that, it's easy to overlook the dating part of Dating Kinky. So I just wanted to remind you that, yeah, there's also the app, the website, you know, the whole dating component. So to reiterate, you'll get access to tons of educational material, books, the Dating Kinky app features, and more. And as of the time of this recording, it's only $9.99 a month, which really isn't a lot when you consider just how much you're getting. But if you sign up for six months or a year, you'll save an additional 40%, which is an incredible deal. And beyond all that, by buying Dating Kinky Plus, you show your support for this series, the Keeping Secrets with Me, and you show that you care about kink education and kink privacy. So please join Dating Kinky Plus today. And now it is time for questions all right let's see what we've got uh it's going to take me a little bit of a time time to read through um if you have questions please put them in the chat i will read them as we go through okay da, da, da. Um, so cosmopolite uh, says i feel like everyone should have a self-care plan i agree entirely um you know I think everyone who's coming in the scene, I know we have a bunch of new folks in the chat. Um, Having a self-care plan for drop is vital. Um, And I don't care if you're, I don't care what you identify as gender wise. I don't care if you identify as a top or a bottom, you should have a self-care plan for drop. And I think your self-care plan can be reused for this as well. Uh let's see. Me says, uh these are great, such great points. Preparing your support, a list of care go-tos ahead of time is so helpful. Well, thank you, me. Um okay. Sorry, key keeper72 that I'm cutting in and out. Uh, I will try to um uh, work on my audio. Uh connecting to the oh well, leather alchemists, don't worry. Uh the Presentation is on uh, on rec- it's recorded, um, so don't worry. But I see you've you've asked a question already. Any way to catch up on the content you shared with us? Um, so yeah, I can certainly post um, in privacy conscious Kingsters a list of resources that I found uh, or that I knew of um, for revenge porn and doxing, and maybe if other folks have um resources that they know about where they can weigh in on some of the resources that I'm listing. Um, that would be amazing. So if you don't know, Privacy Conscious Kingsters is a group that uh, I moderate on FetLife. And so if you go to my my FetLife, you can find it there. Join and we're gonna and I'll list uh all these uh groups probably not tonight but um but maybe uh, but definitely by tomorrow, I will, I will make a post with all of these. And um, again, I haven't needed to use a lot of these services, but if you have, have needed to use these services um, I would love to hear. And I'm sure others would love to hear what your experiences are, or maybe you found some, some um, other, other resources, or maybe you used one of these, um, you know, commercial privacy tools, these commercial, um, you know, uh, reputational services. Um, and you want to weigh in, Hey, it worked out great, or no, it was a big ripoff, or I wish I'd have known this before I joined. So if you have any thought, um, thoughts around that, please do jump in and uh, make this uh, more interactive. That'd be awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, oh, I see people are typing. Um, so I'm just gonna blather on a little bit uh, while all folks uh, get their questions out. So um, yeah, I mean, look, I I knew about some of these resources beforehand. I also did a bunch of research um, for tonight's topic, especially for non-US resources, um, but I don't personally have experience, for example, calling the hotline. I didn't call the hotlines Um, And I didn't talk to anyone at these organizations. So um, my experience can only take me so far. So um, if folks have other experiences, it'd be great. Um, Yeah, so Naughty Little Minx says, quick note, FetLife lists the privacy and conventions uh, as occurring July 7th. Well, then I messed up. It's, uh, was it July 7th? It is July 7th and not July 4th. I messed up, but that's okay. Good. That's, I think more people will join July 7th than July 4th. Um, so great. Uh, okay. So thank you for that correction. Did tonight's discussion include how to deal with online stalking, harassment and antagonizing antagonistic pardon or outing or false accusations from a stalker like internet, uh, forums, photo galleries, facebook instagram fetlife as places for harassment um so no we didn't really talk much about stalking we talked primarily about um revenge porn and i think stalking is a i think okay so let me let me answer your question the best way i can so maybe um and people can tell me what they think maybe a stalking episode is something for the future like a whole episode just on stalking because i do think it's a it's a different problem where it's a I mean, it's related but it's a different problem um that said the removal of your personal information by one of these removal tools should help with online stalking as well um but it is a distinct topic so um, how to set your privacy on various social media or frankly getting off certain social media. Um, that's a great topic, frankly. And I think I definitely, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Oh, we should just do that as a topic. So, um, no, you didn't miss out leather alchemist. Uh, it's, uh, something we should do in the future. Okay. Yep. Uh, so folks are just saying this would be a, a good topic. Um, yeah i wanted to and i think as the series has gone on we're making these topics a little more focused um folks who remember my earlier um earlier series you know earlier uh webinars in the series they'd know that i'd talk for 2 hours and i'd cover an enormous amount but but uh i think both myself and the audience were like exhausted by by the end of you know 2 hours of just constant um you know thoughts and links and resources. So I'm trying to make these a little bit more focused, but I think that's a really good idea. And um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that down and um, maybe we'll see that in uh, probably in 2023, because I've just given Dating Kinky my list of topics (laughs) until the end of the year, Um, but definitely want to explore that in the future. So, um, Uh, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to, you know, Leather Alchemist, let's, um, let's chat and I'd love to get your resources too, because you are a, a really invaluable resource. You, you know, quite a lot and, uh, you have a, a, a different perspective than mine. Certainly. Um, we, we are, we live very different lives. And so, um, I would love, I would love to maybe chat, um, offline and get some ideas from you. So thank you. Okay, um, well, one last call before we, um, before we close this up. Okay, I see folks typing, so. <laughs> um, it's gonna sit here awkwardly. Uh, okay, all right. So thank you all. I am, I'm going to sign off, but I know that there is another um, dating kinky event. Jeez. Um, um, I, you know, what happens is, you know, I usually stop. So I'm going to stop the recording now.